Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are myself, Garrett Wong, and my co-host, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Hello, Robbie. Well, hello, sir. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing hello. good. Good eye. Good eye, Robbie. If I good say hello in an yes. Aussie accent. You moved. You're now in Utah. I did. I'm I'm in my new studio, home studio, I guess you'd mm-hmm. call it. Sort of set up here, but it's very echoey right now. I'm going to have to work on that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's the best well, I could do for today's recording. We just moved in this week, but uh, we will continue to refine the acoustics. Yes. Of this room. Of the sound of that room. Yeah. When it's an empty room, definitely you can hear the echo. But as you start furnishing it, I'm sure that uh, the audio will improve. Yes. Yeah. So the move was uneventful, right? I mean, no. The move uh, was uneventful. No, it's, uh, I would say, you know, we came down from eight months up in Vancouver. mm -hmm. I've been working up there. We've been living in downtown Vancouver in a big city. And then we moved into this house that we had bought last August very quickly. And we'd only seen it a few times and uh, bought the house and then went to Canada. So when we got here, I wasn't sure what to expect, honestly. I was like, Mm -hmm. I hope we didn't make a mistake. It's better than my memory. Like it honestly, I am so happy. Sweet. With our decision. So yeah, it's great. That's awesome. Okay. I mean, better than your memory is better than what you could hope for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. How far are you from like city? Because I know you're kind of out in the boonies, right? So yeah, it's pretty rural out here. It's um, we're probably just under an hour from Salt Lake. Okay. About 20 minutes or less to Park City, Utah. Okay. So um, to go to the closest grocery store, is that oh, in 10 Park minutes. City? No. Oh, there's a there's one 10 minutes from you. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. All we're right. just up on the we're up on the side of a mountain, but there's a couple grocery stores. There's a Walmart. There's everything we need. Okay. 10, okay. 12 I, minutes from here. I thought you had to drive 40 minutes to an hour to get to a Walmart. No, 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 man, that that's not good. (laughs) No, it feels like the thing I love about my new home and Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for is, oh, by the way, I went out and did like a two hour hike this morning with Walter up in the mountains. Oh my God. Because there's trails right outside of my house, right on my street. That's awesome. 400 acres of trails right behind my house. (laughs) You don't need to drive to hike. It's right there. It's right there. It's great (laughs) mountain biking. It's snowshoeing in the winter. Yeah. I'm, I'm a very, very lucky, very excited, very grateful person for this, uh, this new house. So now how does your dog like, how does Walter like that hike? Is he, is he He happy? He loves the hike. He (laughs) loves going up in the, on the mountain. Uh, we're having a, there's no fence in our, in our house. So we're having kind of a dog fence installed in the back so he can run around our property. Yeah. Just run free. Yeah. Because he's a runner for sure. And you need to make it high enough because he's big enough. He can jump, you know, certain oh, fences. Yeah. So oh, yeah. um, be careful with that. You don't want yeah. that. Yeah. All right on. Well, congratulations on the move. Thank you. I can't wait to see your new pad. Thank you. Um, yeah, when it nice. happens. Um, this week's episode is the Q in the gray. So uh, Robbie and I are going to go watch this episode and come back and give you our thoughts on that. For all of you Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Hey guys, Robbie and I are back from watching the Q and the Gray. The Q and yes, gray. we are. But I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was with it for the whole ride. It was very silly. And oh, fun good. And 
good. some good thoughts in there. And mm-hmm. I thought it was, uh, yeah, I, I had a great time. Okay. Um, story by Sean Piller, teleplay by Ken Biller. <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> Sean Piller, Ken Biller. So yeah, you Piller, know what's Biller. interesting? So, uh, so I was, I was um, after I watched it, made my notes and, and everything. Yeah. I kind of did. I was waiting for you because you always take twice as long as me. I do. And um, I started doing a little googling and realized that this this story was Sean Piller, but so was Death Wish, if you recall, the Q episode. Oh right, yes. Right, that was yes. Sean Piller. And I'm not sure how much of this story was actually Sean Piller or maybe Ken Biller used some of the story elements of the Q who wanted to die, which is the the thing that instigated this civil war in the continuum. Mm-hmm. And so Sean may have gotten more credit than maybe he really deserved isn't the right word, but like it's based on Death Wish more than this story was very much, it sounds like from what I read around the internet, sounds like Ken Biller's story mostly. And that Sean may not have had as much to do with this, but but it was based on the Q backstory of uh, Death Wish and the Q who wanted to commit suicide and mm. all of that. So I, I just th- I think it's interesting. I also thought, sorry, I'm going to ramble for a minute about Sean, Sean Piller. Yeah. So Sean was Michael Piller's uh, adopted son. He was not his biological son. Correct. And they they talked about th- they've talked about this. Uh, Michael did, and and when he was alive, and Sean did has as well. You know, Sean was adopted, and very much Michael was his father figure, mm-hmm. but Michael was not Sean's biological father. And I thought it was interesting some of the story elements in this episode about parenting, about mm. you know Janeway talking to Q about. You can't just have a baby and then and then it's done. Like if you want to pass on your values and you and who you are, what matters to you, you've yeah. got to be involved as a parent. Yeah. And Janeway was talking to Q about that. And I thought, oh, that's interesting coming from a Sean Pillar story because his biological father was not around, but Michael right. was around. And so who passed on the values that he had? It was Michael mm. passed those on to Sean. So Correct. I, I, yeah, I thought it was some interesting backstory to, to where this story came from, and uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, the Ken Biller's involvement, Mike and Sean Pillar's involvement. Right, but if you are correct about Biller, Ken Biller being the main drive of this story, of this teleplay at least, yeah. um, and that Sean Pillar is getting credit because he because of Death Wish. had Death Wish, right? Um, then that would be then the then the dialogue in terms of the passing on is really just coincidental Ken's. at that point. Well, right? You know, that's Ken's, Ken's, Ken's uh, or it's Ken's interpretation of of Sean's situation. Maybe of Sean's situation. Maybe. maybe I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That all, all of that came to mind yeah. as I listened to it, and sort hmm. of knowing knowing the the lineage of this story. You know, all the all the players involved. Ken yeah. Miller. And, and as far as I know, I mean, Sean, when when Sean Pillar was uh, adopted officially by by Michael Pillar, I think he was very young. You know, I mean, really, yeah, I think so too. Uh, when when Michael married Sean's mother, um, mm-hmm. he basically, you know, he he got the whole package, right? So yeah, um, you marry you marry a woman who has children from a prior marriage, um, you you get the whole package, um, mm-hmm. which is basically what happened with Michael uh, and Sean and Sean really, Sean really uh, 
for all intents and purposes, followed in the footsteps of, of his father, <laughs> you know, of, of, his, of his Michael. Yeah, exactly. Of his, his biological, father, yeah. of his adopted father in terms of yeah. writing, producing television shows yeah. and, and other content for um, film and television. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's really, there's no blood relation, but that's definitely his son, you know, if you yeah. look at it that way. Yep. Um, okay, what is your haiku? Uh, your haiku synopsis. Here we go. My haiku synopsis. Again, I'm going to give, you know, some combo credit to Rebecca McNeil for her contributions <laughs> to the poetry of the Delta Flyers. Um, here we uh, go. Yeah. Here we go. The haiku. Q wants a baby. Janeway already has three. Double Q ends war. Because, you know, she has yeah. salamander babies with me. So. <laughs> Q wants a baby. Janeway already has three. Double Q ends war. Wait, were there three bam, salamander babies? Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> were there three? I thought there were there two were babies. No, there were three. It was three. Okay. I think I think when you get the toy, you only get two. But when when in the movie in the episode, there were three. Pretty sure uh, yeah. that would mess up my whole haiku. Yeah, that so. would mess you up your haiku. I think it's three. You okay, is it three? All right. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. Um, <laughs> I just have to, you know, Q yeah. wants to have a baby with Janeway, and it's like, yeah. wait a minute, she's already had a couple babies. Yeah, my limerick. Here we go. My limerick for Q and the Gray. Civil war breaks out amongst the queue. The request to mate is met with you. An offer is brought, but Q is caught. Janeway saved by the Voyager crew. Oh, nice. That's a good one. <laughs> Did you like that one? I okay. like that one. All Anytime right. you can get ew. You in there. in there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was funny. It was clever. The rhymes worked. You captured the whole plot. Very, very, very well done. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. You didn't reference my three salamander babies. But I didn't. And I, and I didn't reference football either. So that's no, a good thing. No, thank God. <laughs> thank God. You can leave my babies out if you don't, if you just leave football out. That's okay, fine. good. Good. All righty. Um, let's dig right in. Uh, we start with the scene on the bridge where we're yep. all viewing the uh, supernova explosion. The supernova explosion. And by yeah. the way, I remember filming this scene and Marvin Rush, the DP, yeah. yes, because he had brought out a super big light. Mm. I don't remember what it was, mm. but if you see those shots on the bridge, it gets really bright mm -hmm. and he brought out the special light that that and it was hot and because i was down in front in the front mm. row i remember feeling the heat of that light it was really quite Ooh. hot so uh, maybe you yeah. got burned slightly. i did i got i got light burned you got light burned. <laughs> he got, got supernova <laughs> crispy and this is a record. This is a record. There are only two other crews in Starfleet yes. history that have viewed this, but neither of the crews were as close as the Voyager crew in proximity to this um, supernova explosion. We yep. were less than 10 billion kilometers, uh, which is a record, evidently. Evidently just, it is. Yeah, I do love how we, we're all standing there and we're just, we're, we're just doing this polite golf clap sort of while yeah, watching it was, this. It, it, was, was, it was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the scene where uh, Robert Picardo <laughs> has the famous line. Yes. Where he says, remember, Kaz. Yes. 
Anyone can stargaze on the bridge. Yes. But the real action is in sickbay. Right. This and is the this one is Beltran, I, the one I joke. This is the one I do all the time. Oh, actually. and then Beltran does it as well. He does he copies me. So I started doing, you know, whenever someone wants me to do an impersonation at a convention of the this doctor. Is the line. This is the line I use, but I I quote it incorrectly. You do because you his per, line. You left yes, out. I yeah. left out one part. And the other thing that I noticed is I give it more zhuzh when I do it. And the doctor is uncharacteristically kind of sedate yeah, in his delivery. Like he's, he's really very, low key. He's sort yeah, of like, he's key. like, just remember Kiss, anybody can stargaze on the bridge, even a hologram with a mobile emitter, but the real action will always be in sickbay. He does it that way. And even the way I did it- less than what you did. Yes, I do it. Right. I don't yeah, say the mobile middle. I go, there. just remember, Kess, anybody can stargaze on the bridge, but the real action happens in sick bay. So I do more. Yes, There's more do flair. A zhuzh. Yeah. I zhuzh it, but I don't put the even a hologram with a mobile emitter. I don't have you that because I never yeah. remembered that. I only yeah. remembered, but the real action happens in sick bay. Um, and it doesn't happen. Yeah. It says the real action will always be in sick bay. So um, my memory is a little faulty. So thank God the Delta Flyers is happening. Thank God now for this I podcast and correcting these, correcting these, these, these fallacies that these for are years the things, though, have been this perpetuated. Is the, you know? That perpetuate, this is a great example of, you and I were both there, yeah. but you have for for 20 years now, yeah. you have 20, quoted, yeah. you have quoted a different version of this and right. thank God for the Delta Flyers correcting oh history, keeping it real. <laughs> thank you. Um, okay, so yeah, so Jan Janeway goes to her quarters mm -hmm. and she opens and she's she's tired and Chakotay's like, you gotta rest, and she opens the door, and there is a giant heart-shaped bed with satin sheets and heart-shaped pillows. Mm -hmm. and her first line is computer intruder alert, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> um hey, before you continue, did you notice yes. that Janeway has another hair clip, a metallic hair clip um, in her know. hair? Yeah, because yeah. we we talked about that she had uh, in Future Zen, even Brandon Braga brought that up about how he's like, hey, do you notice that like that hair clip that Janeway's wearing? Because she has a, a triangular brass or, or you know, gold looking um, hair clip in Future's End, but then now in this episode, it's like a double triangular um, silver colored hair wow. clip. So I did I, you not know, all of a sudden Janeway's wearing, you know, sporting all these hair clips now that she yeah. never did before. Uh, hair, all right. is, hair is clearly a big, a big challenge for, for Star Trek. Hair okay. is. Like hair is always, yeah. you watch all of the characters, even you and I notice with yeah. our basic our hair could not have a more basic hair haircut yeah and yet it's constantly like whoa it's kind of poofy whoa it's too short it's, it's yeah it's long yeah. for harry in this episode i noticed it that. is harry's a bit hair is yeah. hair is a little full and i do remember tom's I is was, kind of crew cutty a little yeah bit. it's crew cutty but i remember that that i remember the hair department kept letting it they'd let it go i asked them i said can we go longer can we not be as short you know for this this season or whatever and i remember they let me grow it out a little bit more right. um but then as you'll see in successive seasons um it gets hacked off shorter, again yeah. back to the shorter yeah look yeah. um all right so back to the um the fluffy bed and and, and the set and fluffy bed yeah. basically q wants to have a baby with janeway yeah and you know he's in a robe he looks like you know a poor man's hugh hefner um <laughs> 
it's it's very funny always hilarious and it's funny how she hides it from chakotay <laughs> she's yes. on the comm with him and she's just telling him oh my gosh i had a visit from q and you know chakotay obviously is, is curious jealous. he's like what yeah he's, no, he's, he's jealous all dude. right but then he's she jealous. said but see but then if you think about it she would have said if if janeway had no feelings for chakotay yeah, she would not. She would have said Q he showed just, up and he's trying he to make to have a me. baby. But she says he has a personal request. So yeah. she sort of like, you know, she's trying smooth, to protect, she's trying to him. protect him. Exactly. Yeah, I, agree. So there, I agree. There's a there's mutual something attraction happening. there. Yeah, yes. for sure. For sure. And he's jealous. Totally. totally yes. Totally. Yes. And so they're in Janeway's quarters and Chicote, you know, says it, it really bothers the hell out of him that Q made this request to mate. And um, mm -hmm. while they're, uh, uh, or, or is, is that actually the ready room? Excuse me. I think we're probably in the ready room at that point when he's um, yeah. It, when he's saying it, it, when, when Q pops in and does the bigger face tattoo thing, is that in the ready room or the quarters? I'm trying to remember. That, that. is in her, uh, ready room that's okay. in her office yeah yep. it's in her office right so a giant face tattoo yeah yes. which he was... goes mine is bigger than his <laughs> awkward moment <laughs> awkward very awkward moment my goodness Boy. and i'm wondering that was definitely michael westmore probably painting that massive tattoo oh yeah i would think face, so right I would, so. I would think so yeah then we go to the uh, resort themed hologram, yeah, or the holodeck program, the Talaxian resort that which it's was a, uh, Talaxian uh, resort, yeah. and there's Tom Paris and Harry Kim, and they're they're doing their uh, crew evaluations, yeah. um, and and getting some, a massage. We're getting, getting a massage. massage. Yeah. It's really tough, you looks, know. It's, looks it's nice. hard, hard yeah. work doing these crew evaluations. Can I can I stop you one second? Can we, yeah, yeah. Is are you sure this isn't the scene where you had on the the ladies sort of velvety negligee? Are you sure this wasn't mm -hmm. the scene? Maybe. Because look at look at you. Okay. You've got that really dumpy looking t-shirt on, okay? And That's I've true. got I've got the little tank top thing on. So I'm thinking maybe this maybe was the day. Maybe this was the scene. Tossed down that 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 negligee that they and gave me. And I was you. like, "Look what they they want me to wear." Yes. Yeah, yeah you might be right. Laughing. You might be this right. This might be the day. Yeah. It was definitely at that right. resort for sure. Yeah, we only did a couple of scenes, you know, we only did a handful of scenes there. On stage 16, that's where they yes. built the resort and oh, yeah. And you, yeah, and and I'm on your side with that. That that definitely was so anti what Tom Paris would wear. I mean, Tom oh, Paris man. would never select a velvet top, black velvet top with a teat with the thin satin straps that come over. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I honestly thought that it was a <laughs> it was candid camera. It was an episode of candid camera. Someone's gonna pop out and go, just kidding, Robbie. That's not your real wardrobe. This is your re real wardrobe. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. I mean, it was so not yeah. what Tom would wear. Well, I can't believe Q came in and he just stole our girls. He just, he our, mas our massages. He did. He stole our massages. And yeah. I thought it was very adorable that Harry and Tom were both very protective of Janeway. Yes, we were. We were very protective and telling Q, yeah. like he was asking questions. He wanted yeah. some insight into, yeah. you know, Janeway and how he could convince her to have babies. Yeah. And we were like, stay away from her. Mm -hmm. And uh, we leave. And then Neelix is protective too. He right. goes to Neelix. Neelix is kind of combative with Q and like, leave yeah. her alone. And I, I thought it was amazing when Q reaches over and pulls out 
a hair of Neelix's beard. It's like, why? Why are you doing that? Why are you? <laughs> why would you do that? He's a bully. And then he calls, he call, but well, before this whole interaction, remember, he calls uh, Neelix bar rodent. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. bar rodent, I'll take another one of these. And it's That's like, right. oh boy, look at you. Yeah. Mm -mm. Oh, Q, 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 Q. <laughs> uh, Janeway's ready room. She's now in the room and she hears a little puppy, a little yeah. puppy. And Q pops in. And we realize that he's giving a gift of a little itsy bitsy puppy, which kind of looks like the dog that Janeway left behind in the Alpha Quadrant with Mark, actually. Oh, like yeah, the younger version of it, right? Yeah. And then female Q pops in and refers to Janeway as a dog, right? Yeah, she's like, she what are you doing with that dog? And yeah, then, so what are you doing with that dog? I'm not talking about that puppy. She says. <laughs> uh, right yeah. before that, though, I, I want to yeah. comment on John Delancey has a line where he says something like, I impressed females of every species. And he made this face that was like, he goes, <laughs> for those just listening, I'm making a huge over the top. Exaggerated open mouth. Oh my God. John Delancey's face. It reminded me of Alan Tudyk on Resident Alien. Oh yeah. He's doing, yeah. doing those crazy alien. Yeah. Over the know, top over, reactions. Over the top yeah. reactions. I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, I've never seen John Delancey make a fit. He was like, he was like coy, being coy and funny. Like, oh, yeah. I had all these girlfriends around the universe. Yeah. And he looks at Janeway and makes that face. I yeah. thought it was hilarious. It is funny. It a very funny moment. See, this is the only time, guys, all you aspiring actors out there, this is the only time that you can really facial mug is if you're playing a character like Q. Yes. <laughs> if you're playing yeah. a Q-like character, then you're allowed to do this crazy facial, what we call facial mugging and, and typical... Um, uh, this is typically a a uh, a trap that that beginning beginning actors will fall into, where they will they'll you know do all these extra things with their mouth and their eyes and their uh, their eyebrows, and it's just too much. It's like yeah. you know when you typically have typically, a conversation. Typically, with somebody, it's very it's way too much. But yeah, for, for Delancey to play a cue. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't need to do all them big facial expressions, but mm -hmm. that was very funny. You have yeah. a perfect opportunity to do yeah. it. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, so Susie Plaxon, yep, yeah, played by yeah. Susie Plaxon comes in. Uh, she comes in and plays. She's uh, amazing. She is. She's so, so good. good. Oh my god! So and but then again, Susie's had Susie's Susie's had experience on on Trek. She um she basically pl she's played a Vulcan before in Next Gen. Wow. She played a half Klingon, half human. Um, female on next gen as well in two different wow. episodes and she was also um i think an endorian in enterprise so she's played uh literally wow. uh five different types of uh, four different type of characters uh, on star trek so wow. uh, she did a wonderful job she was um, so good i mean it's mm -hmm. hard to keep up with uh john delancey and the the legacy of these uh, cues but yeah. she she just came right out of the gate super strong and fun and yeah. funny attitude and yeah, uh, yeah. I, did you see? Uh, you probably didn't see, but I posted on on the Patreon feed um, footage that I took of Susie Plaxon singing uh, karaoke at no. a Star Trek convention. Yes. Oh, that's awesome! So, I'll have to mm, check that out. You have to to check that mm -hmm. one out. But uh, talented all around for sure. Yeah, we go out on the bridge. Susie yeah. Plaxon, the female Q, she walks out on the bridge with us. We realize there there have been three supernovas that something's going on, this is Q's fault. These, and, and now we're about to feel three simultaneous shock waves from these supernovas. 
we need Q to save us. Right. You know, we be- basically beg Q, please save it, save us. And John Delancey Q all of a sudden steals Janeway and they disappear off the bridge. Well, he he granted her request. She yes. said, she said, get us out of here. And to yeah. Q, he meant, oh, that means you and me? Sure. And so he snaps his finger. Exactly. And exactly. boom, they're now gone. And now, you know, now we know where they went. We, before, when we were discussing uh, on the Patreon, uh, yeah, was it a holiday? We, we weren't sure where they went, but now we know. They went to the the Q continuum um, in a Civil War era uh, setting background, is what, what we and, see. Right? And yeah, they go there, and and uh, Q says to her that she's experiencing all of this in a way that she can understand. Yes. That basically the civil war thing is just a metaphor mm-hmm. for what's going on in the continuum because she could not possibly really understand the true experience of what the cues were, were going through. So Correct. And we find out that um, Q basically explains to Janeway that Quinn, the other Q that passed away in Death Wish, his death sparked basically a revolution led by John Delancey Q, um, a revolution mm-hmm. for for individualism and, and for freedom. Um, and this is how the Civil War began. Um, yep. And the, the, the Civil War itself is what is causing all the supernova explosions. And the only way around this or to stop this is that Janeway needs to mate with Q to become the mother of peace. Um, that's the proposal. And of course, mm-hmm. Janeway's not happy about this. She's not even in the least bit uh, um, interested in doing this. Um, Q is also injured in this scene and he's bleeding. So this is when we first realize, uh-oh, there's something going on here um, affecting the Qs. Uh, this this inter-Q rivalry or battle is now causing um, all types of chaos and problems in the continuum as, as well as with all the all the queue they're experiencing issues um we go back to the bridge it is now in shambles from the shock waves female Mm -hmm. queue is still there um she is injured as well we find out later that she tried to jump into the continuum but was injured in the process her powers have been neutralized um there's just problems all around yeah and and i'd love to by the way just to jump back to when uh delancey is talking to janeway at one point he says he calls Chakotay chuckles. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute. I got to rewind that. Yeah. Did you just say that? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. And chuckles is blah, blah, blah. I thought that was very funny. Uh, uh, that was <laughs> funny. Good old Chuck. That word. And also when, when, when Kate Mulgrew, the actress off camera, said uh, as a joke that, uh, that Chakotay was Irish, that his name was Chuck Ote, was what it was. Right. <laughs> Right. Female Q stays on the bridge. Um, mm-hmm. She explains to to Chicote and the remaining crew that uh, these these Qs are losing their powers. Mm-hmm. This battle is, uh, you know, in the continuum is uh, very destructive and very dangerous, and yeah, and is raging on. And we go back into this sort of antebellum house. The battle rages on. I do remember. Uh, there's some stunts in there. There's some explosions and, uh, you know, gunfire coming through the glass. Yeah. So all the glass in that set is made of candy. It's basically sugar. It's not real glass. It's very safe. And they would shoot basically paintballs through the glass and it would put these holes in the glass. And mm. I remember, I must have been down shadowing. This was Cliff Bowl directing, I think. Mm. And, uh, and is, I remember yes. I wanted to see 
the effects and the action in the scene because it was on a stage. Mm-hmm. So they were shooting through the candy glass. They had an explosion of fire when I, I assume in a civil war story, a cannonball or something hits. Mm-hmm. I did notice though, that there were some sparks from like the light candelabra falls down or something. The, mm-hmm. the chandelier falls down and there were some sparks. And I thought, you know, we use sparks all the time on the ship, but in a period antebellum battle, there sparks come from either metal scraping and creating a spark right. or electricity, you yeah. know, creating... This is a civil war story. There's no electricity. <laughs> There's no electricity. <laughs> There's no metal. These are wooden buildings. Like it should have been fire and, you know, gunpowdery type explosioners. But instead, yeah. there was this giant <laughs> sparks raining down. I just thought, you're right. Eh, we kind of went to our sci fi effect. Yeah. But it's really should be a, a civil war effect. It should be something different. So yeah. just a little detail. But I thought yeah. that sequence, that battle played played kind of cool considering it was all reflections you saw in the glass the reflections of like atlanta burning almost it was mm-hmm. that sort of moment mm-hmm. where the continuum is burning you see that this battle is huge just to rewind before yeah. um the plantation house there was one scene in the conference room so after the bridge they go to the conference room yes and female q is explaining to chakotay and tuvok that the civil war is causing all this you know chaos yeah. But I loved her line when she said when she said something to the effect that she was tossed aside by someone five billion years younger. Oh yeah. So when you talk about you know that that trip that typical cliche, the husband left his wife for the for younger woman. Ten woman. Years younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a woman ten years. She's like five, five billion, five billion years, years younger. younger. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Funny. I love that. That was very okay. funny. Um, going back, yeah, plantation We go to house. engineering after the after this mm-hmm. mansion battle. We go to engineering. I love this scene with What Bolana. a great scene. Bolana oh. and the female Q. Mm-hmm. Uh, the verbal sparring. The verbal oh sparring is just absolutely uh, amazing. Did she have a name? That's a good question. Um, I don't recall hearing I don't her recall name. it either. Bolana is basically uh, performing a complete reconfiguration of the shield array as suggested by female Q and female Q is a little, you know, impatient. She's basically coming into engineering to ask Bolana if she's done, you know, are you done yet? Are you done yet? And that is when the, the verbal sparring begins between yep. Bolana and female Q. And by the way, I did just look it up. Yeah. Uh, it is credited as Miss Q. Miss Q. Miss okay. You. Which M-I-S-S. could be M I S C U E, a Miss Q as a well. Miss Q yeah. or Miss Q. But yeah. there is no the name, name Miss that Q I can see is a bit of a Miss Q. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't have named her Miss Q. That's silly. Okay. Yeah. Um, it should have been something like Gladys. I don't know. Um, so I feel that that uh, this was one of the best scenes in terms of uh, you know you you have. You have Bellana, who's such a formidable, formidable opponent when it comes to oh, yeah. verbal or physical sparring, <laughs> and so she's ready to go. And then the, the the humorous line for me is is at the very end when Susie Plaxton says, 
I've always liked Klingon females. You've got such spunk. And the 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 humor or the inside joke is she played exactly what Bolana is, half human, half That's Klingon right. in Next That's Generation. Right. So so for her to say that, it's it's pretty it's very ironic. Which yes. then reminds me of an audition I just I just self-taped where I actually have a line where I talk about where I say, uh, I'm talking about iPads and I say like, you know, all this technology is, it's just seems like Star Trek to me. So I actually had a line uh, that I had to say <laughs> in a recent audition. Yes. So I thought it was that's funny. funny. Yeah. So we go to, uh, to night in the camp in the woods and yeah. uh, in the woods and yeah, Q is, is losing and Janeway tells him that how she saved his life. She, followed the retreating his you know his compatriots that were retreating and it looked like they were losing we realized that q q says that they've they'd never have sex because janeway suggests why don't you have a baby with uh, this woman you clearly there's a history there there's a connection there and with miss like, well, q with miss mm-hmm. q yeah. and and he says no q's don't have sex it's never been done yeah. And then she says, Janeway says, well, never been done. Then how are you here? And he says, well, we've always been here. We have yeah. always been here. So we don't have sex mm-hmm. per se. Right. Mm-hmm. So. But it's interesting because he says we don't copulate. But yet he also in that earlier scene implied that he had had all these, you know, romances with yeah. all of these women. Yeah. You know, so many women. So it's interesting, like. Yeah, the cues are very mysterious that way, mm-hmm. you know, clearly. And yeah. uh, and clearly he has no idea about how to raise a child because he says at one point, he's like, I'm an idea man, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm an idea man. I'm not, a, I'm not here to raise a, a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, Janeway's saying, you've got you to, if you want him to have your values, you want him to have your beliefs, you, mm-hmm. you've got to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I love that scene, actually. I thought that scene was very... Very well written about parenting, about yeah, you know, responsibility, mm-hmm. about male female relationships. It was just a great. I thought Ken Miller did a great job writing that scene. So it's a good scene. Good yeah, scene. good dialogue for sure. Yeah, great dialogue. So now we head to the bridge, and we have Miss Q uh, in her normal kind of. How would you describe her personality? Caddy. Um, yes, um, uh, kind of drama queeny entitled sort of entitled yeah 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 the Um, the scene starts with her calling you yes Yes. the scene starts with her calling you helm boy she says helm boy yeah and And then it pans over to me a long a long close-up on you (laughs) holy moly I'm going to have to say that is the, yes, that is the most furrowed brow look that I've seen on Tom Paris up until this point of all the episodes. You never see Tom's, you know, brow area, just furrow like that. So that was, I was was very happy. I was very happy with that reaction. I, I, you know, come on, I'm funny. No, in the show, (laughs) I, I do funny stuff. Okay. That's, I hope to be funny. I think uh, that was funny. Okay. And then I turn around, I'm like, hey, Commander. Yeah. Okay? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. Do and it. he rolls his eyes, though. Yeah. That was great. So there's, I a thought it was, of... it was a funny, it was a mm. long double take yeah. to her mm. calling me Helmboy. They, yes, yeah, they, they were on you forever. That, that, that was great. That shot was yeah. funny. I'm so annoyed. It was you were, well, I don't know if I would, would call it funny. I, I thought it was cute. I would say that oh, you were annoyed. Thanks. I don't know. You were trying to go for comedic. Uh, oh, I think I'm trying I to go, go for, for the comedic 
Yeah. Relief? Were you going for comedic relief at that point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Okay. We we see this light. We head towards these these new coordinates for another event, and that light. I remember that light again. Again. Special light that Marvin Rush uh, ordered. Yeah. We're heading straight towards another star, about to go supernova, according to Harry. And then the female Q is like, "Oh no, no, guys, it's okay. You know, I know what's going to happen, and I know how to basically um, counteract the effects of getting completely." Loan to bits. Yes. Um, so she tells Good. Bellana. Thank, thank God she knows how to do that. And here, Susie Plaxton's ability to speak techno babble is yes. put on full display and she nails it. She tells Bellana to take the warp drive offline, then remodulate the shields to emit a bait attack on pulse and prepare to emit a series of focused anti proton beams to the shield bubble. And she says it fast, as fast or faster than I just said it. So I was very impressed by Susie with that oh, little that's bit great. there. Yeah. And that's how we're sucked in. We're sucked into the continuum uh, after the Stargo supernova. We jump back to the scene. Um, now we're at the the enemy uh, general's tent. Um, Janeway has appeared to offer this truce from Q Delancey. Oh, let's just call him Q Delancey. And, um, you know, the general basically tells Janeway that the only way that this can be solved is that Q Delancey must be executed. Dun, dun, dun. And so must she, because she's a yeah, conspirator. She's a collaborator. Yeah, if you she's collaborate, yep, that's the right. rules in the continuum, you're going to be... Now, by, by the way, I just want to pause for a minute on Harv Presnell, who played... Harv Presnell played this cue. Yeah. And, uh, the general. The general. Yeah. Harv Presnell was the original uh, Daddy Warbucks in Annie, the musical on Broadway. Stop it! Which was my very first Broadway musical that I ever... Broadway show that I ever saw was Annie back in 1979 or whatever wow. year I saw, 78. Yeah. And I saw Harv Presnell oh on Broadway in my first Broadway show. And, and I loved that show and loved his performance. Uh, Harv did Presnell, you tell him that when we yes, were filming? Yes, I did, when we oh, filmed, I did, wow, I did tell him. I also I know it. Harv Presnell came from the opera. He's, he was a yeah. very successful, had a big opera career. Mm. And I got to work with Harv Presnell again a few years later on Dawson's Creek. Oh, I directed that show. Yeah. And um, Harv Presnell was on that show as well. So he has since passed away. Mm. Harv Presnell uh, was a fantastically talented actor and Mm. was so much fun to get to work with him. He was also, I think, from the South. I'd have to look it up. But I I feel like when we talked on, on the Voyager set and I told him about Annie and things like that. And he said, where are you from? I said, Georgia. I think, I feel like he was from Louisiana or Mississippi or something like that. He was another Southerner who had sort of headed to New York and the theater and acting Mm -hmm. career and things like that. So anyway, loved Harv Harv Presnell. Great actor. Great, great to have him on the show. And that makes sense about the South because I find that you find more unique American names coming from the South, you know, like a name like Harv, H-A-R-V. You don't, that's not an everyday first name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so I, I do find that Southerners by nature tend to have some more unique sounding names uh, that they name their boys and girls. Actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we jump to the, oh, now we're at the enemy encampment during the daytime at Janeway and Q are being led to the firing uh, squad. So they're being led to the firing squad. And there's one thing that I thought was fascinating, which mm. was, uh, they're set to be executed, and Harv Presnell says, ready? And it cuts to a shot of John Delancey. 
and it snap zooms in. So what I mean by that, this is filmmaking talk. It means that you have a shot that's, let's say composed with a, a loose close up and it all of a sudden snap zooms in really fast, very self-consciously to a tight close up. So Harv Presnell says, ready? And it snap zooms on cue. And then back to Harv Presnell, aim. And then it snap zooms on Janeway. Now, I've got to say, that is very uh, edgy kinds of directing for Star yeah. Trek. We did not do that sort of no self-conscious, no. self-aware visual style. Yeah. We didn't do it. Like yeah. it was just off limits. Yeah. But it stayed in the cut. And I thought that was very bold um, of Cliff Bowl to, to shoot those shots. Mm -hmm. And I also started thinking about the context. Like this was probably 90, 1996. Like what movies were popular around then? And I mm. bet you, I haven't even looked it up, but I bet you Pulp Fiction was around and mm -hmm. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. And he was making movies with those snap zooms, which That's were right. kind of dated old things. That's right. That were coming back all of a sudden in the mid mm -hmm. late nineties. Quentin mm -hmm. Tarantino was making them popular again. Mm -hmm. And I bet you Cliff Bowl you know, that was happening in the zeitgeist and he went back to, to a kind of shot that was not, not very typical for our show, but uh, was kind of coming back into the vernacular, so. Yeah, it definitely stood out when I was watching um, the utilization of the snap zoom. It was like, whoa, we don't do that. That's different completely from the norm. Um, I will say that when we were discussing earlier in the bonus content i was talking about how footage from that day was lost or not excuse yeah. me not lost but overexposed so there were a couple of canisters of film that that ended up on the you know in the garbage can basically and now i i know exactly what was missing because when the firing squad is he's like ready aim and then all of a sudden you have this long you know reaction on Delancey's face of him going like, oh, I've been shot, uh, like that. And then Janeway's like, no, they're shooting elsewhere. And you see the Southern troops sort of firing off to the distance, you know, into yeah. the woods. It was the shot of the attack, the initial attack that's missing. Okay, you know oh, what I'm saying? I so yeah. so the initial attack is of myself and a whole bunch of other extras, and we're all firing at the um, the Southern troops, basically. So, so the Union troops are firing at the Southern troops, the Confederate troops, excuse me. And um, that whole, all the footage of the initial attack um, in mass, because when you do what after Janeway says to Delancey Q, she goes, no, 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 it's, you know, we didn't get shot. You see a cut to Paris and Chakotay. Firing. Yeah, firing you see a cut of of tuvok popping around popping his head around a tree and firing and then you hear uh chakotay's off-camera line harry go get the captain or something like that yeah. you know so you yep. don't see harry shooting at all and you don't see the rest of the troops you don't and that yeah. was the footage that was overexposed oh, and ruined and gone yeah so because yeah. you notice it's it's kind of like it's eh, kind of weird it's, it's weird it's yeah so what's it it's very jumpy. jumpy and it's jumpy yeah. because of all the footage that was tossed it's gone and i feel like you know maybe they added some of that stuff after the mm -hmm. fact because they lost all that footage um and it's it sucks because i really i really um i wanted to see more of that battle scene um 
but well, it's I wanted to gone. hear more. So, mm-hmm. so, so the, the good guys win, we win, we come over, we free Q, yeah. John Delancey Q, and, and then Miss Q shows up and Janeway's like, you guys, you know, you guys are supposed to have the baby. Yeah. And uh, Delancey Q says something like, oh, have you been thinking about that? Have you even thought about that? And Miss Q goes, oh yes, I've been thinking about it. And mm. she leans in and whispers to Q. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is she whispering? Because he's like, yeah. oh my, yeah. oh my. <laughs> and, then, and then I'd love to know what she whispered. And then they take their fingers and they put their fingers together. Yeah. And that's how they consummate. That's how the cues consummate. Yeah. They do the ET, the ET finger the thing. ET, and that's, exactly. that's their copulation. Yeah. That was it. That was it. But I think Janeway even says, was that it? That's that was it? it? Is that it? <laughs> yeah, she was. Like, well, yeah, I loved it because like, you know, Delancey Q goes, he goes, he goes, Katie, don't you like watching? Don't you like to watch? So it was very naughty what he was saying to her. You very, know? Yes. Um Remember, again, in our discussion earlier on the uh, Patreon bonus section, I talked about slipping and falling. Yes. Okay. All right. So now when you see female Q, you see Miss Q and Harry running. And I got to say, I I look like I look like Legolas from uh, Lord of the Rings. I was nimble like a elf, a wood, you know, wood, (laughs) wood realm elf. I'm sitting here jumping and and everything. It looked good. I was running, running, running now. Yes. But for some reason, when I run up and stop and I'm now at uh, Jane, where Janeway is tied to the stake, tied right? Up. Yeah. Okay, that's not where I slipped. I slipped. Remember, I told you I slipped at a yeah. tree. So it was the moment after I undo Janeway, and then we kind of we move away and we hide behind a tree while female Q and Q are still standing at the stake. Okay. Right. So right. that was the point. But the thing was, I Janeway, Kate, and I ran towards that tree. And that's when I slipped and fell on my back. Oh, interesting. Um, interesting. Yeah, and the pine needles that were all around that tree caused me to slip, right. And so that particular take, we don't really run. We kind of mosey over. <laughs> so the moseying uh-huh. is because I think take number one was the slip. And that's when they were like, okay, let's just take it easier. We, we're not going to run. Um, we're just going to kind of kind of, you know, sure. saunter over to the tree. And so that's where that slip. Oh, that's happened. where it was. But it was very, oh my gosh, the, probably one of the most embarrassing things that happened to me <laughs> on the Voyager set was just slipping and falling oh. on my butt. And it's not as bad laughing. as getting your butt caught on fire, which happened to me, Garrett. We'll get there at some point. <laughs> Notice, look at that. Yeah. See how much we have in common, Robbie. Look at we that. We both have butt your, problems. We have on butt the show. problems. Your butt catches on fire. My butt, I land on it, you know, out in the middle of the woods and uh-huh. embarrass myself. So yes, so we both have butt issues. Okay. Um, the uh, we go back to the bridge, yep. and did you notice that Janeway asks Harry, "Are there any more supernovas that can you can detect?" Mm-hmm. And then the shot is on Chakotay, and they don't rack focus to Kim. You have Chakotay sitting there pushing some buttons and Kim's out of focus. Out of focus at, in the background. In the background. Right. And there was no, it was almost like, I, I don't know if Cliff Ball fell asleep at that point, but wouldn't you rack focus 
to the other person because think. the person in the foreground, Chakotay, has no lines, Robbie. He doesn't say anything. I could understand if he says something. Yeah. Um, he does say something right after that, but Later, it's not in that shot. No, it's no, not in that, that shot. Time. So I thought, wow. You know, Personally, got- though, I like sometimes when you play the dialogue out of focus and something else is happening. In yes. It can be very interesting, but I understand when it's your line. You, Yeah, I get it. Yeah. But and- I don't, yeah, that moment, I don't know. That seems like a like kind of an odd choice to, to play the foreground. There. It was definitely an odd choice. And I, yeah. and I almost feel like that they forgot that I had coverage there. You know, they were like, they may oh, have, yeah, you know, they, may have. they just didn't get to it. Um, and I, I actually, in my video reactions, I talk about, there is a point like in the beginning, the very, very beginning, um, when we're watching the supernovas, I'm not at my station. I'm at the center console. At the center console, okay? I noticed But then that. if you yeah. watch everything after that, Harry's like not there. Like there's a point where, where Chakotay says like, um, um, uh, or Janeway says, have Harry help you out with that. And everyone looks up towards where I'm, my station is, but it's a background actor standing there in the later shot. Like I'm not even there. So there was a little confusion. Very there interesting. Yeah. yeah. Where again, I feel like they forgot my coverage on that one. They were like, oh yeah, we got everybody right. Moving on. And they just like, oh geez. He's supposed to be at the middle station. So yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some inconsistencies there. Um, but other than that, I did enjoy the episode. Other it was that. great. Yeah. yeah. I want to know who that little baby was at the end, Q's baby. He had a baby at the end, remember? Yeah, the little yeah. Star Q's flute? baby that doesn't look anything like you. Doesn't yes. look anything mm-hmm. like you or yeah. or Miss Q. Doesn't no, no. Like and that's one. also in my video reaction. So but, had a, <laughs> but the baby had a very adorable little Starfleet uniform on, so. So, uh, mm-hmm. and, and Janeway is going to be the godmother. So mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought that was great. Here's my theme. Okay. My theme is basically it's a Wizard of Oz theme. There's no place like home. Meaning what you're looking for and what you go out searching for sometimes is right in your own backyard. And that was Q's lesson was... He was trying to solve this with Janeway and all these other things. And his his solution was right in his own backyard with Miss Q. She was right there the okay. whole time. Okay. So um, yeah, there's no place like home. And just look in your own backyard. That's my that's my theme. I like that. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go with um, all conflicts can be solved peacefully. That's my theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and Janeway talks a little bit about that. Like, you know, she says, does this always have to be violence that you have to, to, to solve a, to solve this type of an mm-hmm. issue, a problem? Does it always have to go to violence? And, yep. and it really, no, it doesn't, you know, I mean, armed conflict is, is literally, it's so archaic. <laughs> it really, yeah. it really yeah. is something that you should be able to avoid, you know, I mean, Agreed. and that's what everyone should strive for at all costs. Right. What would you give this on a scale of one to 10? I will give it a, I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give it a seven. I'm going to give it an eight. Oh, you pushed it up one more. I pushed it up a little. Yeah. Usually, usually I'm, I'm tougher than you. Yeah. You're very tough. Yeah. You'll give something a two and I'll give it a six. Right. And so this time you're pushing it above to go. I'm going to go with an eight, eight out of 10. All right. Um, Very fun episode. What's next week. Yeah. Next week we're going to be reviewing macrocosm. 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 Yeah. Okay. 
if I'm not mistaken, I think this is sort of the Janeway Ripley episode. So oh. kind of like when she duplicates Sigourney Weaver's role in uh-huh. Aliens, plural, the second movie. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe, okay. maybe not. I don't know. We'll oh, see. We'll, see. we'll, we'll see. find well, out. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Thanks uh, for, for listening, everybody, for our uh, Delta Flyers recap. And thanks to our Patreon patrons. You guys are the bomb. You keep this thing going. And uh, if anybody's interested in checking us out on Patreon, uh, you can find the Delta Flyers there for bonus material and lots of extras uh, that are uh, go above and beyond this podcast recap. Exactly. So, come, so Patreon patrons, stay. Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Yeah. And see you next week, everybody. See ya.